a Gaelic bard. Ah, look at him. Isn't he handsome? Hello, Edward. I have a new visitor for you. A fine job the mason made of my memorial, isn't it? Great credit to him for it. It's no mean feat to carve out Ireland's native tongue into stone so well, I can tell you that. He was obviously an artist. Credit too to my father and brother who had him do it. They promised me when I slipped away that they would see it done. They were true to their word. That was all the way back in 1822. And you didn't see many stones like it around here then. Or anywhere else for that matter. There was few of us native speakers who could afford to do it. I tell you, it's still a source of pride to me to see how I was remembered in our own Irish script. Even still, I often gaze on it, 200 years later. But my apologies, I've yet to pay you the courtesy of introducing myself. Edward Hoare is my own name. I may have been only a lad at 20 when I went to my rest, but at least I left a legacy. Maybe you've heard of me. Perhaps you might know me as Eamon O'Horky, to give you my name in its true Irish form. Are you not acquainted with the Midnight Court? No? <laughs> Come then, let me share with you the tale of it, and of my pride and joy, my greatest creation that lives on even now. I may now be buried here in Westmead, but I was born and raised a proud Roscommon man. Our home lay in Barry Beg, on Varavyug, just over the other side of the Shannon Water there, near the shores of Loch Ree. Faith, but it was a heartland of the old language in them days. How I loved it. From as soon as I could write my own name, all I would think of was the Gaelic morning, noon and night. She weren't we raised on it. Stories and songs to stir the heart. I was still just a wee boy when I started to compose my own verses. Spare me, but awkward little things they were. <laughs> but still, my family were always full with their encouragement. They indulged me in my passion and I am ever grateful to them for it. In the end, it wasn't my own modest efforts as a bard that led to the creating of my legacy. I suppose there's a monster man I have to thank for it, truth be told, though don't be going around saying that too loudly. <laughs> Still, what a bard he was. Brian Merriman was his name, based down in Clare. It was back before I was born that he wrote his great work, Court on Van Eha, as it was called. The Midnight Court in English. <laughs> but it would split your sides to read it. The greatest piece of comic poetry ever written in Irish, they say. And they're not wrong either. I still remember the first time I heard it. Sat by the fire in Ballybeg of a winter's night. It's the tale of an unfortunate poet, so you can see why I'd be drawn to it. Our hero falls asleep by the shores of a lake, only for a giantess to drag him off to the court of the Queen of the Fairies. Before he knows it, he's perched inside a ruined church, facing the might of the old laws. He and the other young men of Ireland are charged with failing to marry and fathering the children needed to save the Irish people. Tis in the evidence the laughter lies, but I won't spoil it for you. Ah, but tis a fierce funny tale. I can see that you are wondering what all this has to do with me. But you see, there was one problem with Merriman's poem. The great bard had written it all in the Clare Irish. That wasn't much use to us, for it wasn't what we spoke around here. Ours was a different dialect altogether, a type of Irish peculiar to the south parts of Roscommon. It was imbued with the stone walls and the damp fields, the crooked trees and the ancient landscape that surrounds us. 
It saddens me to say it, but our beloved Roscommon Irish is long gone now. Like most of the old Irish dialects, it'll never be heard spoken again. Gone. Forever. Still, it doesn't do well to dwell on such sadness, and there are plenty of Fallons to converse with me here in the old tongue. Back then, the Roscommon Irish was in near every home. I wanted the ordinary folk of Roscommon to be able to enjoy the Midnight Court as much as myself, and so in the year 1817 I wrote a version in our own local dialect. Never did I think it would be still around, but so it is. It is above in Dublin, I'm told, in some place called the Royal Irish Academy. Of course, back then I thought writing it was only the beginning. Little did I realise how near the end it was for me. But it's no cause for pity, as I live on in the Irish I wrote in those pages. I hear it's the most important record of Irish we used to speak in our part of Roscommon, and that's no small thing. A legacy to be proud of, and no doubt in it. I lived a short life, but one that was long enough to always be remembered as the Irish writer. Look, it says so there on my stone, in the Gaelic and the English. It always does bring a smile to my face. It's the finest stone here, Edward. I've often said so. Ah, look, there's Francis and his little granddaughter, Maria. I simply must introduce you there. I'll be back with the news in a short while, Edward. <laughs> 